0: This week I had the exciting opportunity to speak to another master and founder. Mark Russell is the founder and CEO of HyperSciences, a company that is disrupting the energy, drilling and mining industries. Growing up in a family active in mining and after completing his masters in aero and astro engineering, Mark worked on aerospace projects, startups and is now bringing his expertise together to revolutionize the drilling and energy sectors with Hypersciences. With his eye on bringing geothermal energy to the masses and making mining safer, this conversation was a quick masterclass in the next phase in energy and technology. Here's my conversation with Mark Russell. Hi and welcome to another edition of Masters and Founders where we tell stories of masters that have had more than 10,000 hours at their craft and founders that have founded companies, and we learn from them. Today, I'm super excited to be talking to Mark Russell of Hypersciences. One, because it's just really cool technology, and also it's after five and we're having a beer. So, super excited about that. Mark, thanks for being on the show.
1: Dan, thanks a lot for having me. This is awesome.
0: So, before we get into your background, I want to talk about Hypersciences, because it's a new technology. Will you just, like, give us the... 30-second rundown, and then we will dive sure. back into it later. Yeah, it's
1: uh, a technology that uh, we fire projectiles at uh, five times the speed of sound. That's called hypersonic. And in doing so, we disrupt tunneling, uh, energy drilling, and transportation. It is a novel technology that... Uh, truly uh, disruptive for these new new businesses.
0: Wow. I love that, especially with everything that's going on with what Elon Musk is doing with yeah, the boring right. and also s- space, but just everything else, just trying to get better cleaner uh, energy. I just think that this is uh, very applicable to all those things, so I'm super excited to talk about it. I want to talk about you. Let's okay. talk about sure. you as a founder. W- where did this concept come from?
1: So, um, my background, I'm an aero-astro engineer. Um, used to work, actually, as lead engineer for Blue Origin, um, the uh, company Jeff Bezos started to oh, take wow. people into space. Nice. But uh, I actually led first crew capsule uh, development, and then uh, before that, uh, their first vertical takeoff and landing. So uh, background is entrepreneurial aerospace, and then my whole family's in the mining business. So uh, I grew up, I'm a kid from North Idaho Silver Mines. So this was an opportunity to uh, really integrate uh, aerospace technology and underground for a brand-new way to fly.
0: Okay, I'm going to t- stop for a second and talk about working for a rocket company like Blue Origin. Yeah. What was that
1: like? You know, it was, I think I was probably employee 10, wow. 12. Yeah. So it was really early. Uh, they, when I came over, um, I was actually building, before, before uh, getting hired, I was building my own Prize vehicle. So um, Rob Meyerson, the uh, president then, uh, I knew him quite well. He pulled me out of the desert after doing some testing and said, look, we want you to help us build a company. Um, and uh, it was fascinating working with uh, Jeff Bezos um, uh, almost on a daily to weekly basis. So brilliant, brilliant team. Um, very
0: challenging work. Super cool. That's amazing. All right. Back to your story. First concept of this, like where that, at what point did you know I've got to go build something?
1: You know, um, that's a really good one. I, took the leap to leave Blue Origin looking for a new way to fly. Uh, I felt that, uh, you know, chemical propulsion for rockets uh, does have an endpoint that isn't as efficient as utilizing, uh, you know, air-breathing propulsion. So uh, I stepped away. I was actually working with my brother uh, drilling the deepest hole in North America for a Diamond Drill Corps. And we were down over two miles deep. Uh, it's two o'clock in the morning on a drill rig and I said, I've seen this technology at the University of Washington that's called Ram Accelerator. We can just make a tube and get rid of all that chemical propulsion that's stuck together. We can fly through this tube. And we started building uh, systems and testing them actually in my grandfather's old silver mine. And we realized, oh my gosh, not only can you go up, uh, you can tunnel bore fast with this. You can actually drill. And that's when we actually called Shell and said, I think we can drill anywhere on the planet for deep geothermal energy. Uh, 24 hours later, they called back and said we'd like to fund you. So it was pretty. It was a pretty cool time to uh, invent wow. something and then get that kind of response.
0: Talk about quick! Yeah. What other companies or, or, or industries are you looking at?
1: So um, you know, first and foremost, it, the low-hanging fruit. The tunneling is actually ripe for innovation. Um, they're just grinding away. Uh, folks like Elon Musk, um, great to revolutionize kind of the efficiencies, but fundamentally we have a technology that breaks the rock unlike a rotating uh, grinding bit. This actually uses meteor-like energy to deposit, break that rock, pop it off at 10 times the speed that any rotating uh, drill bit or any uh, type of tunnel boring machine could uh, pull rock away. So that is a fundamental game changer. Um, So that enables a brand new type of transportation. And then there's the uh, air breathing transportation. We want a NASA contract to actually build... Uh, and uh, design an automated test facility for hypersonics to air breathe, maybe from you know New York to Hong Kong in an hour. These are the kind of opportunities we're looking
0: at. Okay, I've got a question. I'm going to go back to the tunneling. Yeah, you said it's 10 times faster. So, can you give us an idea of you know what current tunneling, you know, how much they, de- uh, I guess. Bore yeah that's right the boring company or per tunneling week or company. so and then what this does to change and make it more efficient
1: yeah uh so uh tunneling today you're sort of looking at tens to hundreds of feet uh per week the best you could probably hope for today is uh in the future sort of 300 uh, feet a week we're looking at a technology you can do a mile a week uh, so the ability to now do 3D tunneling, to do uh, hyperloop-type opportunities, we're actually talking to some fairly big players uh, coming up. So it's, there's some exciting things happening wow, in that exactly. space. And, exactly. and we agree with the future that uh, allows transportation quickly underground. We think that's cool. But you're going to need to break a
0: lot of rock. Very cool. I love when things are just much, much more efficient. And going from hundreds, tens to hundreds of feet to a mile a week, Yeah, that's Amazing! Congratulations on that. Well,
1: thanks. Yeah, it has been—we actually were tunnel boring before
0: Elon Musk had started the Boring Company. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to now take us back to the question you started to talk about, which sure. is air breathing a propulsion. Propulsion. Uh, Could you help the audience understand what that means?
1: Sure. So you get on a jet airplane every day. There's thirty thousand takeoffs and landings. Um, uh, rockets today. There's maybe three hundred rocket flights a year. So what? air-breathing propulsion allows you to do is you trust your jet engine. You get on an aircraft, and you don't think about uh, other than, is my flight going to be on time? So if you want to go from here to there, you know, delivering packages or people around the globe, uh, the opportunity is to bring that air in a hypersonic uh, capacity where you're actually flying uh, using uh, today's uh, air-breathing rather than rockets to get you from A to B on the planet. This is an opportunity to basically impulsively fly from one location. Think of our flight uh, runways as as tubes underground. We're actually putting the hyper uh, in a hyperloop type tube.
0: Very cool. And you were talking about how this technology is disrupting that or making that more efficient.
1: Yeah, I think, so, you know, to start with, it's still early days on, you know, uh, the hypersonic flight pieces, but what NASA found intriguing is... um, that we could fly uh, things that would normally take weeks and months to prepare, we can fly every few minutes with our system. We're actually flying uh, near uh, White Sands Missile Range. There's uh, there's a commercial spaceport down there. We're not actually going into space. We're actually flying in the atmosphere and testing these technologies to to air breathe. So in, in NASA or Department of Energy, or sorry, uh, Department of Defense, they have to go rent a B-52, put a rocket under the wing, fly their air-breathing test apparatus up to hypersonic speeds with a rocket, and then open it up for air-breathing. We just exit the tube at the speed you need to test at, so this will develop brand new technologies for aircraft that now can get us again from, you know, New York to Tokyo in an hour or so. When
0: did you know that you had a tiger by the tail?
1: You know, um, that's a great question. Previously, I actually did a startup, and um, I learned that when you see something, even if, if people aren't quite ready to believe it's possible, you really have to go look at the physics. Mm-hmm. And uh, the physics of rock breaking with this technology actually are very sound fundamentals. So once you understand the physics behind it, I think that's when, as a, as a technologist, you understand. Um, from a business side, you gotta, you've got to hit it at the right time in the market. We're actually really happy that Elon Musk has made tunneling look really cool uh, because it is an important development. I think that was the time when you start seeing this convergence of the need for um, aerospace um, applications, uh, air-breathing hypersonics. They're spending like 150% more every year now uh, because the world thinks it's getting behind. Uh, The U.S. is getting behind uh, Russia and China in hypersonics. So, you know, over the last two years, I'd say we're actually seeing that our vision is moving into the
0: future. Very cool. Other technologies or other industries that this technology disrupts?
1: You know, um, so again, uh, you know, fundamentally we're focused on tunneling today. Um, Deep energy, which allows us to early on work with conventional energy drillers to open up opportunities. But really our, our passion is clean, deep geothermal energy anywhere. We live on this planet that's, you know, this big. And, we can only today drill as thick as our thumbnail. So this enables maybe twice the thickness of your thumbnail for you know a tenth the cost. So deep geothermal is where we're going. Um, in, the, uh, in, in the midterm, there's also a really cool material science technology when you can take materials that are uh, low cost and shock, consolidate them into uh, a much, much. So take a carbon-based substance and turn it into more like an abrasive diamond. Um, those are the kind of technologies that are, are possible for hypersciences and we're
0: looking at. Wow. Yeah. How do you go from, hey, this we can do this, to actually doing it?
1: Yeah, well, um, you have to have a great team okay. that understands how to um, bring it to market. Uh, so we're here in Austin, and we're in Texas with people who understand what drilling is all about. They understand how, um, you know, this type of aerospace technology can be applied. So folks like Shell and others really have worked with us, and then we've created a great Austin-based team here to do that energy uh, development.
0: What have you learned from the startup, and your previous startup and also in this, what what things have you learned Are you taking with you?
1: Yeah, I would say the number one thing is when you understand that you have a technology, don't blink. Um, Generally, the uh, folks... That <laughs> um, that don't get you are the people with the money to start with. So don't let the money part uh, get you, uh, you know, down. the The point is, if you're clear with what you're trying to do, make it simple for people to understand and for people to begin to buy your product. Um, so, just simple example. I actually did a rideshare startup, uh, launched in Seattle before Uber. Um, so it was it was this cool app that two people could catch a ride together and pay each other. In fact, they, they did actually, mobile payment was actually a little tough at that time. Only thing he had was PayPal. And uh, I went around to venture capitalists and they said, are you kidding me? You're gonna put two people in a car that don't know each other, the lawsuits, the legal we paid to t- all tell us we were wrong. They're like, no, never gonna happen. You know, you're, vet- you're, you're violating federal law, take him to the airport. And um, I actually, uh, you know, said, OK, we're, we're going to take their advice, and I slowed it down. Uh, I should have just laser beam focused and just done it anyway. So that gives you the insight. All you have to do is miss one Uber, and you know the next time you won't blink, and we're not blinking. I have been told this will be difficult, but we're at the point where we're getting ready for commercialization.
0: Every startup that's worthwhile, in my experience, is tough to get there. It was easy everybody <laughs> to be doing so it. so true. Yeah. If it you know. was easy. It, it, yeah, I mean, somebody would be doing it already. Right. 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 So that's what I find fascinating is at some point, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's something in your gut that says this will work. I mean, there's yeah. something that wakes you up every single day. So what gets you up every single day and to continue to push forward on this?
1: Well, I mean, right now it's, we're at the point where we've been successful with our fundraising Um it has been, again, even this one, uh, we have this platform opportunity. You can do tunneling. You can do energy drilling. We can change the paradigm for uh, deep geothermal and, as I said, transportation. Folks like venture capitalists say, you can do only one thing with my money, and that's it. So we didn't blink. We actually went out to um, a uh, a crowd financing, uh, Regulation A, SEC filing, and we were able to do our fundraising, so... Uh, It has been nonstop, and I think as entrepreneurs, if you're going to grow, you're always going to be raising capital and growing your company. So I think that's the piece, you know, if you want to talk about the last few months, we've been working pretty hard on that. Um, The technology is solid, so it's a matter of just engineering it.
0: Can you imagine someone telling Elon Musk you can only do one thing?
1: (laughs) I know, and I feel like I should get to do that, too. (laughs) But, you know, ultimately, some people are extremely well capitalized for multiple things. What we did is uh, we went out and capitalized for the thing that we believe in. And um, ultimately, you have to go through a series of steps, uh, tunnel, then drill for energy, and then you can actually produce it with our geothermal plant. But you have to go through uh, a sequence that gets you there. And that's what we're doing, and it's step by step. So I think I think folks like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos actually did the right things early that allowed them the ability to uh, do multiple things. Um, we just happen to have a platform technology instead of, you know, just one thing
0: inside that platform. Tell me what you see the future of hyperscience is in the next five years. Where will you be?
1: So I think we're going to be well on our way to being an energy provider, probably uh you know, one of the larger uh, geothermal providers, and then ultimately um, geothermal energy anywhere, and that would be an awesome view of the world where you can basically unwire energy, discretize power plants. You are a country that needs energy; your standard of living depends on it. And if you were not blessed with uh, natural resources under your ground, then what, you have to go depend on somebody else? Here, you can drill where you are, tap into that energy in your standard of living. So I think we're going to start enabling that in about, you know, two to three years. And uh, I think that's where we'll, we'll, you're going to see us really really sparking. But right now, we're going to tunnel fast. I mean, we have, um, you know, contracts with Shell. Uh, coming up uh, to deliver the drilling system, we have others we're in conversation with that uh, demonstrate um, tunneling super fast. So I can't tell you who they are yet, right. but uh, it's pretty exciting news.
0: Well, you can. I need you to talk because yeah. <laughs> listeners want to know. <laughs> I know, I know we're, they do,
1: and then we will soon. Right? We're uh, we're uh, again we're this Reg A filing. Uh, we are very clear with what we can say when uh, we're pseudo public. So uh, it. it's coming soon though. Got it.
0: How will this change um,
1: space? So, you know, we're not an orbital space company. Uh, HyperSciences is enabling uh, the opportunity to fly uh, with a uh, a reduced stage or eliminate a stage one, uh, particularly in the atmosphere. So, other vehicles in the future will be able to take a ride and uh, get up and then fly into orbit with us uh, and with our partner companies. so um, I think ultimately we're going to see that uh, right now we're focused on the terrestrial side, and um, in the future, we'll uh, see about those partnerships for spaceflight. clearly, deep passion for it, but uh, you know first things first let's uh, let's fly. Um, millions of these projectiles that uh, enable deep energy
0: and deep tunneling. So I was curious about other industries that you think this will impact. I mean, we talked about
1: de- tunneling. Tunneling. Yeah. Talked yep.
0: about space. Yes. Anything else that you see? Well, um,
1: you know, I think again, I, I, those are all multi-billion-dollar industries, mm-hmm. and they are ripe for change. Mining. When I go back to my roots, right, my father ran some of the largest uh, silver, uh, gold, and copper mines in the world. And uh, I was just a kid from North Idaho that was, you know, plunking around underground uh, as a kid, so it seemed natural to me. Here we are testing my grandfather's old silver mine. So we believe that uh, and are talking to mining companies today, very good-sized mining companies, about using this technology to be much, much safer than drilling and blasting. Uh, Today, the technology is... Go in there with a drill, either driven or hand um, run, and then some guy comes in, wires up uh, explosives, literally. You walk out or run. You fire your (laughs) thing, and then you wait for the dust to clear. It's all just super sequenced. It's it's not the way. The future, you need an autonomous robotic system that delivers extremely safe energy right where you need it, and you can digitally mine. We can actually digitally mine... The resource that they're trying to extract, a gold or a platinum or a, a copper or silver, and then you can take out the other rock and bring that and use that for construction, for instance, instead of mixing it all together and having to send it through there. So it's super efficient.
0: I love, love, love that. Um, yeah. It reminds me of, you know, when and back to Elon Musk, yeah. he looks at our current railroad system and says, that's like a 100 years ago. We <laughs> yeah, I know. We haven't changed it. Well, and you're saying the same thing for digging. It's yeah, like it, it, so is. We, it we're, is. We're still doing dynamite. Yeah, you're or, either, explosives. or
1: you're doing what Elon's doing, and I mean, great. They're, they're doing it, beginning to do it autonomously, and they're shrinking their tunnel sizes for cars, and that's that's great. But ultimately, you're just grinding things together, and really what we're doing is saying, we want that energy here, 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 and we're using um, artificial intelligence with sensors. When we were with Shell, we're running our... Uh, tests with acoustic microphones distributed, and we're actually able to see the fractures in the rock and the uh, troubles ahead. So we get forward-looking sonar, if you will, or radar, underground. Um, So we're using all the tools because this is like a little micro-thumper. You get to hear it. Uh, At the surface, you're not going to hear anything, but uh, with these sensitive microphones um, strung out,
0: you're able to actually see what's going on, so that's a pretty exciting time for us. So, what does the family think about it? The family's been in my <laughs> well they're
1: they're all they're all in. Let me tell you, financially as well as you know emotionally, everybody's in. My wife's um, a fantastic proponent. She's been with me since <laughs> since uh, starting uh, what's called ZebaGo, which is this uh, two to the seventieth go uh, rideshare program, and then uh, you know seeing me. Get into the aerospace and uh, the family mining side. My dad, you know, my mom—they third gener—I'm a third generation—and they love it. We're testing in our own mining properties, so everybody's well behind
0: it. Well, I love the fact that you took something that you were a master of, which is mining, and been doing that for a long. Engineering and the things that you were uh, better at aerospace, probably. Aerospace, (laughs) and you took all that time and energy, and you turned into something that's non-existent that wasn't existing at that point yeah. in time, and now it's like, great, it's something that's new, much more efficient, helping other companies get through their projects much, much faster, so I, I just think it's a, such a wonderful, wonderful idea, well, and I, appreciate um, that. I, I can see why it's getting so much lift from the crowdsourcing space, and why people are calling you back, and it's not one of those things where you're just picking up the phone <laughs> and just calling.
1: Well, you know what's what's interesting here? There's two things. one, um, people can't get into Jeff Bezos' private deals or into Elon Musk. I mean, they have public deals that they can't get into, but some of these new things, they just can't. So it's an opportunity for entrepreneurs like us that are, are repeat success, but we're now giving them, uh, you know, the crowd an opportunity. Uh, but I also have to tell you that it's not all just me, right? It's it's a team. It uh, This technology was invented by some professors at the University of Washington. We just commercialized it and made it better and used our aerospace background to uh, make it awesome. So, you know, Dr. Carl Nolan and uh, partners like Shell, who believed in us early to take this forward. So, um, you know, a big thanks to, you know, the team that actually is really behind HyperSciences, from the financing to the university to, you know, Shell and our other corporate partners that are making it real for us. And, that's so awesome. and validating it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's everybody wants to see, is it real?
0: So no, You recently moved to Austin, so... Congratulations. Well, on thanks, that. an awesome city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah this, this is where energy is happening. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, dynamic for all the kind of tech startups right. here. Right. There's an energy in Austin that's uh, not present elsewhere, particularly for the kind of things we're trying to do. Yeah. A lot of resources. Texas gets it. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Texas sure. gets it. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. I really wanted to share the story. Yeah, uh, we met well, a few weeks you. ago, and I love the story. My, like, I've got to get it on so people <laughs> can hear um, what is happening and how you're revolutionizing things. And congratulations on success so far. And I know you're going to go uh, much further, and I'm going to be right there with you, keeping up, uh, keeping tabs.
1: Well, thanks so much. I mean, I think we we have so many people to thank, but. Uh, yeah, I asked you once, you know, what, what was great about Austin, and the one word was community, and uh, that's what we found here. So, you know, thank you.
0: Yeah. Appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. All right. Looking forward to it. Like Mark said, once you've seen where your ideas can take you, you do not want to miss out. You can learn more about hypersciences by visiting their website and seeing how they are using their technology to revolutionize the industry. Link is in the episode description. Thank you again, Mark, for taking the time to speak with me and our listeners. The Masters and Founders team includes me, Dan Dillard, and producer Mariah Gossett. And as always, thank you to all the folks at Founding Austin. If you're enjoying the show, we ask that you share it with a family member or a friend this week, or maybe give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. It all helps.